Guru Nation, welcome to episode 414 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview uh, Peter Falson, who's the CEO of Ripple. And in this episode, we discuss his company, kind of how he got started, patient recruitment, patient retention, how his company is actually approaching the sites first to improve their recruitment and retention initiatives, and then working their way up to the sponsors and how he hopes Ripple will be a household name at the site level uh, very soon. So it'll be interesting to follow uh, this company's uh, path forward. And we also get into virtual trials and things like that. The I recorded this podcast away from my current uh, home office. So the Wi-Fi was a little unstable. So at times the audio gets choppy. Uh, we tried to do our best to edit, um, but there are times where the audio is not ideal, but I hope that you can get some value out of this and learn a little bit more about Ripple. Uh, if you have time, check out uh, Ripple's link in the show notes. I'll put it there uh, where you can connect with Peter. And uh, also check out my Patreon channel, uh, patreon.com slash monthly mastermind, weekly videos on business, how to grow your business, how to create more opportunities for yourself. Only five bucks a month, and that comes with the monthly mastermind where like-minded people uh, like Ross Jackson, who I'm gonna interview next week, who is in the Patreon, and he wrote his own book on patient recruiting. And we're gonna talk to him about that. And uh, so there's a lot of opportunities for people. Patreon.com slash only five bucks a month. CRA, CRC Academies, links are in the show notes. Uh, those are both doing well and uh, check those out if you're interested or know someone who's interested in being a CRA or a CRC. If you want to start a site or if you already have a site and need help getting studies and things like that, text me 949-415-6256. And with that being said, enjoy the show. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I've got Peter Falson, CEO of Ripple Science. We're going to be talking a lot about patient recruitment, patient retention, pain points in the industry. I mean, for those that have been watching and listening, you know that the biggest, by far, the biggest issue in the industry in clinical research is patient recruitment. And then a second, a distant second, but still important, is retention. And then it's all the other problems. So Peter's company, Ripple Science, we're going to learn about his company, his background, why uh, they're doing what they do. But before we do any of that, Peter, thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, can you give us like a brief background as to who you are and how you got started in this space? Sure. And uh, thank you, Dan, for all the good work. Um, I've been listening to your podcast and my team has been listening to your podcast and um, reading materials. It's actually part of our training here at Ripple. So, oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. So my background, I um, um, some uh, mid-tier companies, but also um, early-stage startups. I, through that period, I've um, been the sponsor of many clinical trials. And in 2017, I was spending time back in Michigan, where I am from, and uh, helping out a little bit at the tech transfer office, um, 
look at this technology, which was incubating and, and um, being spun out of the University of Michigan with a new startup company. And when I looked at it, that's the first time I saw Ripple. And when I looked at it, my reaction from through the lens of a medical device company CEO was, oh, my God, I need this now at my company. Mm. Um, and that's how uh, I landed here. I uh, About six months later, um, there was an opportunity to move from advisor to investor in Ripple. So I led the seed round and I became so um, enamored of the opportunity and um, interested in the need out there for what Ripple does uh, that I left um, my seat uh, and moved back to Michigan and took the helm. Wow. Okay. So from CEO of a medical device company to uh, advisor and now partner with Ripple, Ripple Science. How long were you in the medical device space prior to getting into this role? 22 years. Wow. Okay. And you were not CEO the whole time, right? That was towards the end. I have been the CEO of several medical device companies. I think my first CEO um, position, well, I was the founder and president and CEO of a of a company called Coherent Japan. So Coherent Medical is a Palo Alto-based medical laser company that sort of invented the medical laser space, lasers for treating diabetics and age-related diseases. Done with Coherent in 1991, and my job was to set up a rep office for them in Japan, and then we took the business direct. We took it from zero to about 23 million in a few years. So I was an early president and CEO. That was my first job in this industry. Wow. I worked Before that, I worked in finance at Toyota's headquarters in Japan. So, um, hmm. yeah. Wow. Okay. Great background. And so what made you, what was it about Ripple that made you, when you were the CEO of the medical device company, what made you say, wow, you know, this is a game changer? Because most people don't do that. I mean, I'm assuming you were approached by Ripple, um, you know, like most vendors approach pharma companies or any company for that matter in research like what made it i mean they, they weren't the first company to approach you so what made what was it about ripple that made you kind of make such a drastic uh, move in your career so you started um this session by explaining that you know we know recruiting is the biggest challenge bottleneck limitation right uh, and retention is the number two in um bringing new therapies to market, drugs or devices. Uh, and my experience in industry was no exception to that. So when I saw Ripple, um, I immediately understood that, well, if my clinical trial teams, doing, if the folks out in the field, it's just like when we first adopted Salesforce for sales, um, prior to Salesforce, we didn't really know what our sales reps were doing in the field. It was all in their own spreadsheets and their own heads and their own Rolodexes, right? So, and I saw the sales results. So with Ripple, what I saw was um, a tool that had been developed at the University of Michigan and was being used for behavioral research and social sciences, but it had a dashboard that could tell a professor that had three and our founder was doing research on childhood depression. So he, she showed me the, the dashboard for his three studies and he could see he had three recruiters and he could see 
they had a target of recruiting 100 for study number one. They were supposed to do it in 24 months. They were at 12 months and they were at 60, so they were ahead. Study number two was 200, 12 months, right? So we could, I could see, and he could show me that most of the patients in this study are coming via Facebook ads. Most of the patients in that study were coming via a relationship with the local school. So I just translated all that into my, I was running an ophthalmic company at the time. We were doing molecular diagnostic and gene therapy studies. And I was like, I have three sites doing very early stage work for this uh, gene therapy, this, this new CRISPR-Cas9 gene therapy project. You know, they only need to recruit seven patients each, but it's going to take them six months to recruit my three sites, six months. And if I just had a dashboard to see what they were doing and who was making progress, I wouldn't have to wait for my monthly report and my quarterly report to identify a problem that I should have acted on three months ago. Hmm. That's and an industry where time to market is everything. It's like industry needs this. It's game I mean, changer. Our, yeah, so basically it's like a dashboard to view in real time what uh, what the activities are at each site. So I'm assuming you can get to the site level, uh, where the patients are coming from as far as referral sources. Are they coming? Does it require the site to put any effort into this, or is it passively work without the that, site involvement? That, the dashboard is passive. Right, because if you ask, these folks are busy. Yeah. And right, um, sponsors tend to give you a login to their portal and say, update these. You know, put your in, update these statistics every every week, every day. So, Ripple, however, the the foundation of Ripple is that it's a workflow tool. So people at the site, it was designed to put everything in one place for the, the study coordinator and the study recruiter. So all the, all the potential participant or prospect information, it's the funnel, right? So if a school says, I want you to talk, I, I recommend person, this kid, and this, 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 it goes into the funnel, emailing and communicating so screening, qualifying, consenting, that potential family in Ripple. And then the dashboard gets created because you're working in Ripple. So it's, it, it, again, it's a CRM. It, uh, it's a registry, not of enrolled patients, but of all your contacts, because you may want to go back to a contact that didn't enroll in this study for the next study. Um, it is a project man management tool because... Each protocol is a different workflow, a different project. So you can set up by study different workflows, both for the pre-consent to be signed. What's the pre-enrollment first interview need to, you know, what, how many minutes and who needs to be there. But as you mentioned, retention is the other key factor for completion of studies. So it becomes a project management tool. So once they're enrolled, the study coordinator says for protocol A, they need to come in three times over the course of one year. And this is what needs to happen each time. So basically assign tasks ahead of time to your staff and you can schedule rooms and people automatically in Ripple. You just say, this is what needs to happen for each patient and it gets scheduled. So mm -hmm. the tool saves the team effort, time, keeps them organized. And the goal is to make it easy for them to provide the patient an easy experience. We 
we want we want them to have a great tool so that um, they're keeping the they're keeping the part- the potential participant and then the enrolled participant in the system. And I'm imagining that this is a service primarily for sponsors. But if a site is watching, do you guys have any offerings for sites? Uh, like, is it free for sites to use if they want it? Or can you only get it if your sponsor is using you guys for a study? We actually took an unconventional approach. So a company like ours and, and you know, investors and folks in industry advised to me early on, sell to the sponsors and give it away to the sites. So, however, we took a different approach and we took the approach that a company called Qualtrics took early in their development. So they focus. So Providing value to the sponsor is the secondary benefit in our business plan, the life of the study coordinator and the study team better. And that's what people pay us for. So we have 114 deployments right now. 113 of them are individual sites that are paying for Ripple because it saves them staff, time, um, and streamlines their process. We have a new customer that in the COVID era, adopted Ripple. They're up in New Hampshire, and they're trying to validate a point-of-care COVID test in a month and a half on a project that normally takes them 20 months. And we put a press release out about it uh, about two weeks ago. So they're, they're paying for Ripple, allows them to cast the net really wide and be really efficient in getting the word out and finding participants to participate in this study and get it done fast. So um, our value proposition is all to the coordinator and the study, the study team first. If we get that right, Ripple because it makes their life better, they're paying for it, and the sponsor then um, can get the information. So down the, down the road, when we're selling to sponsors, they're only going to be successful with it if their study teams want to use it. If they're pushing it down, hmm. um, there's going to be resistance. So we're really focused right now on the study team and making their life better. So that's an interesting uh, approach. So you went directly to the sites first and working your way up to the sponsors as opposed to the top down uh, that we've seen. You know, that's pretty much the typical business model for vendors in this industry is let's go sponsor top down and then it'll be, it'll eventually be pushed down onto the sites. Well, it's at universities. So our, our approach to the industry is similar to the approach at universities. So at universities, um, I'll give you an example. We're at Yale. We're just about to sign up our third study team. So we're talking to the office of research at Yale on a university wide deployment because we got this, the teams using Ripple within Yale referred us up and said, this is a great tool. And then the Office of Research said, oh, we can make the entire, right? If it's, if it's making them more efficient, it's Ripple. The same is happening at the University of Michigan. Um, the, we're talking to the Office of Research at Stanford um, and you know a few more. So in industry, our industry customers are all doing work for sponsors and are referring us then to the sponsor. The sponsor, you know, in, I can give you a case where um, a group in Chicago is doing 
and retention improved so much and their, their reporting got so much better that the sponsor took notice and said, you know, what did you change? And then um, we got referred to the sponsor because the site had such a good experience. Can you wa- walk me through uh, how retention improves due to Ripple? Main job or challenge that we hear about from um, from study teams related to retention is communications, especially when we're dealing. So we have a, a quite a, a cluster of users in um, Alzheimer's research, and in this case, you have you have multiple um, points of communication. You're not only dealing with the participant in your study or the patient in your study, but you usually have a caregiver, maybe a nurse or a doctor, and, you know, son or daughter, spouse, whoever it is. And there's a lot of coordination necessary to get that person into um, in for their next visit. So sometimes you have to arrange transportation. Sometimes you have to limit certain times of the day. So Ripple makes it, with, with um, if you're using Ripple, all that information isn't in notes somewhere or in an email. You know, in your, you have to search your emails to find out. Oh, I have to re, I, I have to reschedule. You know, Betty Doe emails to find out what the specifics are about scheduling Betty Doe. Um, Ripple, you, you basically can um, when you first encounter Betty Doe, you put all that information in Ripple, and it reminds you what to do and who you need to contact ahead of time. So for complex communications and arrangements, or if you think about scheduling ahead, often for, for a patient visit to be successful, you have multiple re-try. So you, the ability to schedule, to, to coordinate all that in one system and not run around between different calendars and different, um, um, different spreadsheets is where Ripple really brings the value. Is, is some of our customers say it's all in one place and it makes it easy for me to keep track of the details. Mm-hmm. So what's your like? What's your typical client? Is it an academic site with hundreds of studies going on, or is it like more of the mom and pop with maybe five to ten studies a year? Like what? What's your ideal client, or or what's your typical client? I guess. So we have a range, um, uh, and. Uh, it's such a giant market that um, we're not trying to be everything to everyone, but we are trying to meet the core needs of both the the small independent research site. So uh, I'll give you an example. We have a great customer in Chicago called Uptown Research. Um, They do mental health uh studies for industry sponsors they have a great team super super dedicated people the doctor that runs it is all about quality and ripple allows them to and and everything else that that they do they're they're not like a super sophisticated we got the world's largest ctms and electronic data collection and e-binders to give their customers to, to give the patients a great experience and to, and to deal with a difficult type of patient that's often difficult to communicate with. Um, they onboarded Ripple and it, um, we've interviewed them. We've written a case study about them. But um, I think last time I talked to Diane who runs um, the office or runs the, the practice so that 
Ripple increased their productivity by probably 50% in the first year. Wow. And they just renewed and added, added more seats. So they're growing um, and their business is growing. So that's, that's a very typical customer for us. And if we can get that right and we can, we can make Diane, who doesn't pay for software, you know, invest in Ripple because it's really worth it, that's, you know, that, that's an important box to check. Second is we have um, a CRO called Aura Clinical, and they are an ophthalmology, an ophthalmic um, focused CRO. I think at any one time they're doing a hundred to 120 studies. Okay. So, right. So we, we have to be able to service that customer too. And, and, you know, the, the reporting and the dashboards and the functionality and the way that ripple is actually implemented for them is very different than it is for Diane at Uptown research. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That'll be, I guess the next phase of your guys's growth is basically become a household name at the site level. Um, you know, yeah. there, there's not too many actually uh, vendors that sell primarily to sites, but I can see around patient recruitment and retention the value adds uh, in those cases. So it'll be interesting to yeah. follow your career and to follow the company's uh, trajectory and see how Ripple kind of evolves over the years. I mean, where do you think the industry is headed? Like as far as virtual trials, uh, and these yeah. kind of things, like where's Ripple's role in, in all of this? Um, virtual and remote is huge right now. And, you know, when COVID hit, everyone just sort of like, everything stopped in March as we were all trying to figure out where, you know, what, what's happening. And what we noticed at Ripple immediately was that the majority of our large accounts usage was up, not down. So we got on the phone with them and it's because teams had to go remote with very short notice. And many of them at large institutions had difficult access, difficult time accessing their systems and their data. But, you know, we're up in the cloud and they'll log on. They were able, they had an internet connection. They were, they didn't have to go through a VPN. They could just get on Ripple, secure all their patient communication information there so they can start communicating what's happening with the study, whether it's delayed or rescheduled or um, whether their next visit is going remote. And then that's where we also have recently released several features that allow Ripple to help them transition to virtual patient visits. So they can answer questions and secure with it, you know, on a form that's sent via secure web link that's all HIPAA compliant. Um, or we have Google and uh, Outlook Calendar integrations where if you have a Zoom account or another way of communicating with folks, um, you can set up a meeting right in Ripple using your calendar integration. Right in Ripple, yeah, that'd be cool to see how these, uh, you know, how these technologies enable sites and enable industry forward um, during this time and even beyond. You know, I think a lot of the tools we're using now are going to be here to stay going forward. So thank you very much, Peter, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate your time. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you, I will have your LinkedIn profile underneath the show notes, uh, so you can reach out to Peter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, definitely be in touch because I think this is kind of a cool idea. Or just email me at peter at ripplescience.com. Always here. I will put the email underneath in the show notes as well. So thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And thank you, Peter, for your time. And we'll talk to you all later.
So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.